Our Old Testament reading from the prophet Isaiah in the 66th chapter. For I know their works and their thoughts, and the time is coming to gather all nations and tongues. And they shall come and shall see my glory, and I will set a sign among them. And from them I will send survivors to the nations, to Tarshish, Pool, Lud, who draw the bow, to Tubal and Javan, to the coastlands far away, that have not heard my fame or seen my glory. And they shall declare my glory among the nations. And they shall bring all your brothers from all the nations as an offering to the Lord on horses and in chariots and in litters and on mules and on dromedaries to my holy mountain Jerusalem, says the Lord. Just as the Israelites bring their grain offering in a clean vessel to the house of the Lord. And some of them also I will take for priests and for Levites, says the Lord. For as the new heavens and the new earth that I make shall remain before me, says the Lord, so shall your offspring and your name remain. From new moon to new moon, from Sabbath to Sabbath, all flesh shall come to worship before me, declares the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading from the letter to the Hebrews in the 12th chapter. In your struggle against sin... You have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom is... His father does not discipline. If you are left without discipline, in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time, as it seemed best to them, but He disciplines us for our good that we may share His holiness. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint but rather be healed. Strive for peace with everyone and for holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled, that no one is sexually immoral or unlike Esau, unholy like Esau, who sold his birthright for a single meal. For you know that afterward, when he desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no chance to repent, though he sought it with tears. For you have not come to what may be touched, a blazing fire, darkness, gloom, and a tempest, and the sound of a trumpet and a voice whose words made the hearers beg that no further messages be spoken to them. For they could not endure the order that was given. If even a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned. Indeed. 
So terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I tremble with fear. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to innumerable angels in festal gathering, and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. This is the word of the Lord. I invite you to rise and honor the gospel from Luke's gospel in the 13th chapter. Jesus went on his way through towns and villages, teaching and journeying toward Jerusalem. And someone said to him, Lord, will those who are saved be few? And he said to them, Strive to enter through the narrow door, for many, I tell you, will seek to enter and will not be able. And when once the master of the house has risen and shut the door and you begin to stand outside and to knock at the door saying, Lord, open to us, and he will answer you, I do not know where you come from. And then you will begin to say, but we ate and drank in your presence and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I tell you, I do not know where you come from. Depart from me, all you workers of evil. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, but you yourselves cast out. And people will come from east and west, from north and south, and recline at table in the kingdom of God. And behold, some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last. This is the gospel of our Lord. You may be seated. Mercy and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you have done for our good and for our benefit as you call us unto yourself. We pray that you would keep our eyes focused on the light of the kingdom of heaven, the grace which you have given us in Christ, the forgiveness of sins which you have brought us into. We pray that you also give us courage as we hear your word, that distractions would be removed from us, that our hearts and minds would rest with the knowledge of knowing that you have loved us and called us your very own in Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. My wife Michelle and I have always loved going to restaurants, and if we spend enough time in a particular place as we had up in Ventura County, we came across some very favorite restaurants and ones that we would frequent very often, and we got to know the seasonality of the menu, we got to know the hosts and the servers and the bartenders and the managers, and it was a natural thing for us to just show up to whatever the favorite restaurant was, because we knew the place. And we knew we'd be welcomed in. We knew that more often than not, there was a spot ready for us, and we could just enjoy. And so we headed out to do that one evening. We were excited for what was going on. We didn't have any other plans. We were looking forward to going to our place and to be there to enjoy the meal and be in the presence of all of those who were there to care for us and everybody else that was at the restaurant. And we got there, and the doors were locked. Now, the lights were on, 
Folks were inside eating, servers were doing their serving thing, and managers were doing their managering thing, and food was on the table, and everything looked good, but the doors were locked. We couldn't get in. As much as we knocked on them and waved, they would wave back and just kind of point. Because see, what had happened is as familiar as we got with the place, knowing the hours and knowing the timing, we had forgot one thing. We didn't really look to see if they were going to adjust anything during the winter time. And as we looked on the door, there was a big sign that said, New Winter Hours. And they had closed an hour earlier. The manager had come, shut the door, locked it. No one else was getting in. And as much as we desired to be in there, there was no getting in that night. And I thought about that as I heard this gospel reading today. See, as Jesus is going towards Jerusalem, face set upon Jerusalem and set upon the cross, he's going through towns and villages, speaking with the people, whoever is around, and in this particular setting as he's been speaking and teaching on the end of the world and repentance and the end of times and these judgment times that were coming, a man raises his hand and says, hey, is the number of those to be saved few? It's actually a pretty honest question for a man in the Jewish culture in that moment because for the Jews in that moment, for actually all of the Israelites, there was an assumption that because they were born in the right time to the right people in the right family, in the right lineage, to the right nationality, they had a set place in the kingdom of God. They were God's chosen people. There wasn't anything they needed to do. It was already set aside. But no one else was going to be there. It was just for the children of God. It was just for those who were the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so this man asks, is a number of those to be saved few? Are those who are saved going to be the people of Israel alone? And is everybody else going to be scattered or done away with? Or even present. And I can just imagine Jesus smiling a little bit and he doesn't even answer the guy's question really. He doesn't say, yes, it's going to be few, 144,000 or anything like that. He just says, you know what? For you yourselves, strive to enter through the narrow door. Pay attention to what's going on for you. Not what's going on for everybody else that's out there. Because sometimes we can get a little too focused on whether or not somebody else is getting into the kingdom of God. And we may forget what God has done to carry us into the kingdom of God. Sometimes we can get a little judgmental. And we think that it's our opportunity to see somebody who's outside the church or maybe even somebody inside the church and make a judgment call on their life and on their faith and in their place and tell them, maybe, or just decide in our hearts that there's no space, no place at the table in the kingdom of God for that person. And that's something that we can definitely repent of. Sometimes, we may even be a little surprised. Actually, not sometimes. When the day comes that the master of the house gets up to lock that door and we see who's in and out of the kingdom of God, I think we'll be pretty shocked 
of who's in the kingdom of God. I have a feeling we'd be pretty shocked at who's outside the kingdom of God too because I'm sure there's plenty of folks that we think are okay. But see, it's not who we are that really makes the difference on it. It's who God calls us to be and the identity He gives us. It's that love and that forgiveness as He talks about a narrow door that is closed by the Master and the party going on inside. The light inside the house the place where all the life is the place where everyone's gathered together in god's presence everything that's going on in that place seems wonderful and to stand outside that in the dark where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth that would be a day that none of us want to experience and quite honestly none of us would want any of our loved ones to experience it either yet how many times have we for whatever reason withheld that word of God that we know is so gracious and good and we hold on to it for ourselves, never sharing it with those who need to hear it because it's hard or uncomfortable or we might be judged and it's a difficult thing for us to wrap our heads around. We always want God to have somebody else speak his word into their lives and that's fine but we also need to realize at times that God may be putting us in that place to speak his word. And it's hard to wrap our, heads around the mind, wrap our heads around the fact that there will come a day when that division comes. When there is an inside the kingdom and an outside the kingdom. But if we truly believe God's word to be true, when he, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes to the Father except through me, we know exactly what that narrow door looks like. It's there with Jesus standing in front of it. It's there with Jesus as the bouncer to the club with the name list and all the names written on the book of life right there saying, I know you. I know you because my Father wrapped His word and His name around you in baptism. You are on this list. There's a table setting and a name card in that kingdom feast for you. It's already there. And as we wonder what that day will look like, because everything Jesus says as he's talking to the guy is all in the future tense, that day still has not come for us. Jesus has not come back. That door is not shut for anybody that you're still able to talk to and who is alive and ready to hear with the ears that would hear the word of God. That door is still open. You, you don't have a worry. Your name is already there. You're already part of the kingdom of God. It's not a question or a pondering or anything when that day comes. You're there. You will be at that table and you're here hearing His word and wrapped in His love and grace and baptism. You're His child now. Part of that kingdom now. And until that day comes, before that door is shut, what a wonderful opportunity we have to continue to share the Word of God and tell people about this wonderful, gracious God that we have. Because He hasn't changed the winter hours just yet. The door is not closed and there is still time to talk. There's time to share. There's time to know that God continues to love us as we hear it every Sunday and there's time to share that same word with others that need to hear it. So know 
that as your days go on, you can rest in the peace of God knowing that you have a place at the table. And I just imagine the father up there getting everything ready and as he continued to talk and share the word and every time a child is baptized and a new believer is trusting in those words, repentant of their sins, he's just up there with a sharpie writing off new name tags to sit down at every single place setting and the table keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And so will the number of those saved be few? Man, I sure hope not. And we have the opportunity to continue to speak his love into people's lives so that that number would not be few, but be as many as God would have. Amen. Pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you do. As you work through our lives and as you have worked through others' lives to bring us into your kingdom. And we pray, Lord, that you would give us that opportunity. Even the courage to point someone in the direction of Jesus so that you would speak into their lives through another person. But Lord, work in your creation, for your creation. Guide us and lead us by your Spirit so that more and more and more would hear of your love for us in Jesus. And more and more would sit in the light inside, in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen.